Welcome, everybody, to the next episode of Divi Chat. We are so glad to see you. We're glad you showed up. We are, we're actually like, if we go by the seven after podcast, we're a minute early today, guys. How about that? Boom. Pretty good. Divi Chat o'clock, as I like to call it. And uh, we've got we've got a friend here visiting. We're so glad to have Noah here. He's going to help us talk about business software. We are all, we're geeks because we build websites, but you know we're all software geeks too. We love a new tool. So um, you guys know I'm obsessed with AppSumo. Me and Sarah love Setup. We always want to have the right tool to get the job done. And today we're not going to focus so much on the, the web tool, like the tools to actually build our products like Divi or Photoshop or whatever, we're gonna talk more about the tools we're using to run our business. So before we dive into this topic, which I love, I'm, let's, uh, let's hear a little intro from each of our panelists today. Sarah, you wanna go first? Sure. Hey guys, Sarah Oates here from Endure Web Studios. You can catch me at endure.com.au or Endure Web on the socials. And Mr. Yeah. Noah. Hello, uh, Noah Britton from Thrive. I run a website agency out of Seattle. You can visit me at thrive.design. Thank you so much for showing up today. This was a very last minute. Uh, I you're, You'll find out soon why I specifically asked Noah to come, but it it sprung from a conversation we had on Facebook Messenger yesterday. We started talking about something that he's got going on, and I was like, are you busy tomorrow? By chance? <laughs> so it, it ended up being so perfect. Welcome to all of our, um, our live viewers. We're so happy to have you guys here. My name, as you may know, is Stephanie Hudson. I'm repping Focus WP, where we help agencies to grow by outsourcing the things they don't want to do or don't know how to do. And uh, I'm here in Charlotte, North Carolina. I, it's probably nice out. I don't know. I don't go outside ever anymore. I'm stuck in my cave here with no windows. But anyway, so I thought um, I thought we'd kick this off by talking about. First of all, let's just say there. Like, if you're tuning in for us to give you a list of what software you should use to run your business, sorry, bad news. <laughs> There's no right or wrong answer. I'm getting a little echo. Do you guys hear it? Mm -hmm. or is it just on my end? Just you hear it? Tiny one. I wonder what that's coming from. I got my headphones in. Anyway, um, so there's no right or wrong answer. It's what works for you. We've talked about, I think in a previous episode, we were talking about like a CRM solution or, you know, I'm constantly on the search for the perfect estimating invoicing solution, all of these things. And it's it's just such a personal decision. What works for one person doesn't work for another. So we're going to share what we use. And you guys can, if your brains work like our brains work, then hey, you're in luck. Uh, so where should we begin, you guys? Let's begin at the beginning. What a fantastic <laughs> idea. So when it comes to the beginning, it, the beginning would be pre-project, right? So yeah, we're doing so contact with you. Yeah. So where would that be? Where would that be, Sarah? What are you using well, for, for that? Me, I, mean, I guess everyone's business is at a different place, right? But for me, I don't really go and find work anymore. I, it comes, right? So an email will come or a phone call will come and someone will say, hey, I, you know, I need a website, saw your website, um, 
or, you know, a friend told me about you, whatever it is, um, I think them telling you where they came from is a really important part of that scenario because that will probably give you a good idea. If they say a friend recommended you, I know I'm in a really good shot. If someone calls, mm-hmm. cold call and just says, hey, I'm just like looking for your prices, then, you know, we got like 10% maybe. <laughs> so anyway, you get the phone call or the email and then you have to put them in some sort of system, whether you're having a chat with them or whether, you know, right from the right from the get-go you're kind of able to go, yes, there are maybe or not, just like pretend they never called. Um, that's kind of how I would approach that scenario. How about for you guys? Well, I don't. Um, so CRM is typically where we would take this next, right? Like if somebody reaches out yep. to you, it's uh, customer relationship manager. Is it CCF for customer or contact? Yeah. All of a sudden, I'm doubting myself. I, I think CRM is like the worst term possible because you look at HubSpot as a CRM and it does like everything, including marketing, yeah. et cetera. But I mean, it could just be a spreadsheet, right? It could just be a spreadsheet yeah. that has the columns for who they are, how they found you. I never had a CRM for like the longest time. Like my list. And do you have one now? Uh, yeah, I'm using one now, but I still wouldn't put them in my CRM at this point. <laughs> so, oh, okay. Sorry. I, yeah. I didn't mean to rush you. No, no, no. It's fine. Like I think most people would, and I think I probably should, but I don't because in my mind, I'm kind of like, well, that's a lot of effort. Like, do I really want to put them in my CRM <laughs> if they're not really around. a good shot? And so often what I'll do is at that point, I'll put them in my calendar of like, okay, so when are we meeting or like, when are we actually going to have a proper conversation? And then after we have the conversation, that's when I'll put them in my CRM. But it's only because I'm lazy. I think for the most part, most people at that point would put them in their CRM as a perspective with a rough price of like what their potential income might possibly be. But I'm just a bit lazy. So I wait a little bit for me. It's not so much about laziness. Uh, like the reason I would want to do something like that is more so because I have a terrible memory. So that is more the thing for me is to like keep, and I have so many conversations with so many people constantly. I mean, I, I really need to have a better solution. I'm not, I've tried pipe drive. That's one of the options for this kind of tool. Um, but it was a lot more based on, you could tell by the name, like pipeline driven. So like the, like that's more for like hardcore sales processes where you're moving them through different phases of the sales process. And that really didn't fit for what I was doing. And then, um, oh, uh, Casey, uh, who is double shot SEO is in the chat and she is like, it's 7am there and she is hyper about all this. She's had her double shot. (laughs) She's saying copper, dubsado, keep active campaign pipe drive. So I tried pipe drive and I tried active campaign. We use active campaign for our email marketing. Um, but we don't, we, we bought the add on for CRM. It is expensive. It's expensive. It's like $70 a month or something like that. Like to me, that's pricey. And, yeah. uh, we ended up turning it off cause we just weren't getting the most out of it. And so, no, I it's think that's a tricky thing, right? Like a lot of CRMs are built for really big companies. Like they're built for, um, 
multi-million dollar like turnover kind of thing. Whereas Mm -hmm. for the most of us, like a lot of us are just sole traders, right? And really all we're looking for with a CRM is a place to store this information that maybe has some custom options that, you know, will kind of let you, like for me, I like putting in like their renewal date, if they're maintenance, like kind of putting them in categories. Like I like having a little bit of that customization ability. But when I was looking around at them, a lot of them are at least $30 a month. And that's 30 US dollars a month. So by the time that's Australian, that's 50 bucks a month. It's really expensive. And I found one called um, Capsule CRM. I love it. It's amazing. It's beautiful. It's like everything that I love about a CRM. But it's 50 bucks a month. And I just, my business is not big enough to justify the expense. And I think as I looked around, I found that a lot of them, the cost is just ridiculous. So I luckily got in with Flowloo. Um, so Flowloo is F-L-O-W-L-U. Absumo still has the deal if people are looking for something. As like a small company, like being able to pay a one-off price is really the only mm-hmm. reason I'm even using a Sierra <laughs> because I felt like they just were all really expensive. And because I'm so little, like I'm only getting like maybe three or four inquiries a month like I'm not dealing with a whole bunch of inquiries like a really big company whereas right. maybe for you Steph you're dealing with so many you really need like oh so many that comes with it oh I just can't even money of a keep track of them all yeah I'm kidding no so I'm not. I don't know that's <laughs> my thoughts are that as I've looked around and as I've tried a bunch of CRMs over time because I'm one of those people that tries all of the things that um if I could be bothered or felt like it was worth it I would use capsule but I just felt like the money was more than a um, sole trader could justify personally. Um, so I'm going to be a little controversial here, if you don't mind. Could you? I would sure. love Please. it. This is a controversy here. So you know, really the, the CRM that we use, it, it doesn't matter. Um, the tool Boom. we use doesn't matter at all. Mm-hmm. The adoption rate of CRMs is freaking so low. Like people have half filled out CRMs because a lot of them, yes, they're cumbersome. They aren't built for agencies. But the more the thing is more important than actually storing things in a CRM is actually having a process to understand what information needs to go into a CRM and to know your process for sales. Like I, when I get a lead comes in, I put them immediately into my system because, and I track how they found me. I track a bunch of kind of information because I want to know what kind of leads are leading to the actual, like the best business. Like I know organic Google, like is the number one source of revenue for my company. It's like 62% of all revenue for Thrive comes from uh, Google leads uh, and other items like, you know, obviously cold emails, like my worst, but I know those numbers, like exact numbers and conversion rates because I'm tracking all that stuff in our CRM. Uh, but again, the t- I mean, we talk a lot about tools and I love tools. I use them to, to outsource my brain. I don't want to remember nothing. If I give a verbal estimate to somebody and they call me out of the blue, like I'm going to be freaking out if I don't have that information within like 10 seconds. Like, what did I say it was going to be? 12,000, 14,000. Am I going to screw right. myself out of two grand because I can't quickly pull up that information. So I, I immediately put people into a CRM. Um, I see, and I do, I do. So air explain, tell them your, tell them your CRM. This yeah. Is so what, this is what we started talking about yesterday. Yeah. So I, you know, I've tried a lot of different systems, um, in HubSpot, active campaign. Um, I used to use Excel and then Google sheets. I used ClickUp, all my own home brewed system. And now I use Airtable because it's so customizable and you know, it's free as well. That's nice. 
but I just created my own and I get a lot of leads. I mean, I, not a lot, but I get about 15 leads a month and I, I just have a terrible memory. So I just, I immediately put it in and it's a very simple way to, I just have a very simple way to enter it in. Uh, I don't know if table. you guys know this or not, but I, I have a terrible memory too. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Did I, I get it. That? I yeah. get it. That's I reckon um, being customizable is probably the main feature that is really important in a CRM so that you can use it the way your brain works. I think it's one of those things, like we always say with to-do lists, like it doesn't matter which one you pick because they're all going to have flaws. But if you can find a CRM that allows you to do customizations, then you can actually use it the way your own brain works, which I think is the really important thing. Like I have my CRM set up so that when I go into the page with all my customers, it's automatically already ordered by renewal dates. And so, because that's the first thing that I'm most likely to want to know is like, who's up for renewal next, making sure I'm not missing those things. But then like having that information um, on hand that shows me, okay, where are their emails? Like, are they managing it themselves? Is it with Google? Is it with um, whatever? Is it in the hosting? Where is their hosting? You know? And so Mm -hmm. I've got like these customized little sections where you can put that information in. I don't really run like reports or anything like that, but I just want to be able to look at that information straight away because I always think I'll remember. And then I never remember like, mm-hmm. where is their email? I don't know. Um, or even just as a prompt, like, have I asked them where their email is? Well, that's probably a really helpful thing to ask them. But then I think the other really important thing is, does it have an app on your phone? I think mm-hmm. that for me personally is like, really important functionality because I want to know that if I'm out at the shops and then someone calls me that I can quickly pull up the app and like find that bit of information about them. For me, that's really important. Um, And I think Steph and I have talked about using Bear before, a note-taking app. Um, Mm -hmm. I've started taking using a note-taking app for the same reason as the reason that I want to have a CRM that works with my phone, which is that I can take notes on Bear and then if I'm out and about, and then a client calls me, I can quickly look up Bear and look up my notes on it. I know a lot of people- But that's not your- I don't do it in my CRM. CRM. The reason I don't do it in my CRM is because it takes me too long. Um, So I know, again, this is a controversial one, but for me personally, I don't think one thing is going to do everything. And I think I've just decided it's not worth trying to find one thing that will do absolutely everything really well. I'm better off finding five different tools or 10 different tools that do a portion of the thing in a way that my brain works. For me, having Bear sitting on my screen every day, I the way I have it set up is that I have like um, a week at a time and I just take notes as I go. It's got like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I take notes on the day of whatever I'm doing, that's just quickly good. jot down really small little jot downs, but I'll always put the client name. So I'll say like, um, I'll just say my name for the sake of it, but um, like fixed up a form for Endure, whatever it is, like just a one line really quick, not much information, but enough that then if say someone from Endure called me and said, hey, um, our form's been a little bit funny. We're just trying to work out what's going on. I can quickly look up Bear. Bear says, oh, well, I changed the form on Tuesday last week. Okay, great. But if I had to go into my CRM and then find Endure and then add that note, that is going to take me so much longer. I won't do it. Like, I just won't. I get the theory. I get the idea that if you put everything in with the client and then if you have a team of 50 people that, you know, 
Bob can look up Endure and see that Sarah changed it on Tuesday. That's great. But that's not the way my business works. And unless I'm going to grow to that point, I might as well work the way my brain works. And I'm more likely to write it down in the moment in short form in one app that I know I can access from everywhere, that if there's a fire, it's backed up, like all that stuff. I'm better off finding something that works for me rather than expecting my CRM to do absolutely everything. Yeah, the worst, is it the working worst for you if you're not going to open it up and go in there and put stuff in? That, that's the worst kind of system in the world. The world, the one that you won't use, like right. yeah, really. And that's that's why I really like things can be customized. And it, it sounds like whatever you're using doesn't have the ability to quickly look up a client and add an interaction. I call them interactions, right? But it's yeah. an extra step. Yeah. I, like I, every time I have tried to use a CRM for putting in the notes of what we're doing, yeah. I don't do it. Like I start for a day or two and then I inevitably stop and then I just give up on that system. And so I've decided, well, for me, I'm not going to keep pushing this. It's yeah. not working. It's not the tool. It doesn't matter which CRM I use. I'm still not going to look up the client, put in the information. Like if on a given day, I could be working on 30 different clients because Mm. I spend 10 minutes doing just something. If I have to spend a few minutes every time looking up that client, adding the thing as an interaction or whatever it is, for me, it doesn't work. That's not to say other people shouldn't do it. Like it is like, that's the standard. That is the gold standard is you should do that. But it doesn't work for me and I don't do it. And I'm much better off finding something that actually works instead. And so for me, that's a note-taking app that I can use in combination with a CRM. So it's interesting to think about this CRM situation because I thought like, oh, this will be easy. We'll start that before the project starts, we'll work through the project with all the tools we use. But the CRM doesn't really go away, does it? That isn't just a sales tool. That's the thing that goes, that's like a underlying thread through everything. I've, and I'm like, I'm as excited to hear the outcome of this episode as anybody, because I'm constantly on the lookout for all of these things. I never feel like I have a stack that I use, but I never feel like I have what I really want. And it's, that is so frustrating, isn't it? I have, um, so I, I don't, I've set up a little CRM in ClickUp which is more of a project management thing. Um, And I don't love it. I don't use it, but so that's not good, but I needed a place um, to put things like, that's the thing too. It's not like when I think of CRM, I tend to think of the sales process, but when it comes to these things, like with what we do, like where their stuff is hosted and random things that you learned in a conversation and all that, like it is so important for us to have, a single location where all that is. Yeah. And the issue I ran into with Bear, because I think I'm the one that told you about that, Sarah, and I love that yeah, yeah. app, but it's not just me. Like I need it to be able yes. to be cloud-based so that my whole team can see it. So, yes. And that is where, like, that's where I'm talking about. It's very different for a sole trader who's essentially managing, just trying to manage my brain. Like I'm just trying to make sure that my brain doesn't drop all the balls. And for my brain to not drop all the balls, I just have to find something that works for my brain. As soon as you've got extra people, well, of course you need a system that everybody can look up. And that's where mm-hmm. you just have to have your CRM open all day and like actually use it. And I, maybe I one live day in I'm going to have to convert to that. I mean, so I, how- I, I live in my Airtable. We use it to manage our care plans. Like all the information that goes into a care plan is there. I use it to man- manage my profit 
my profit calculations for project, like I know how profitable things are on my projects because I'm looking at financial numbers actually in my in the Airtable system. Um, and so it's, it's leads and then it's clients and then it's reporting. And so I manage my whole sales process too. My sales process has like 12 or 14 steps in it. And I take people through the same step every single time and it keeps my sale process on track. And I, and I, I close like crazy, like, because I, I don't drop nothing. Nothing ever falls through the cracks. And there are that's, a lot of systems that do this. goals Hub, right there, my friend. HubSpot, like HubSpot does a great job at this kind of stuff of keeping your sales process on track and you know, say, oh, it's time to send this kind of a thing. It's time to do this, et cetera. Um, mm -hmm. I'm a single salesperson. I have a team that actually executes on the design and development, but I'm a single salesperson. So I don't really need anything that crazy, but I still, I have those very, very set steps. I take people through that sales pipeline and I know where they drop off. Like I know that 81% of my Google leads make it to that triage call. And I know that about 70% of those leads make it to that second call. And I know about 20% of those turn into a proposal and about 67% of those that I write a proposal for, I close. That's just for organic. I know that for Guys, 14 different who lead just got turned methods. on right now. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Come on now. That's like, yeah. it's and I can so the same awesome thing for to know all that. Like yeah. it is so, it's so easy for us to stick our heads in the sand, but to actually put something to use like that and to be able to get that kind of data, mm -hmm. it, it's game changing. And it mm -hmm. takes, you know what it does too? It takes you from hustling from one gig to the next and it turns you into a business person. Don't you feel like that? Like you're really like, then you're elevating. You, you've got percentages on your close rates. Come on, you're a grown up now. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's, and I, it's, it's, it's actually, I love the numbers because I can, I doubled my clutch budget. If you don't know clutch, it's like UpCity or Yelp, but it's a, it's a directory of websites. And I saw the number of leads that came in and the money and the conversion and all that stuff. And I doubled my marketing budget with them. And I couldn't have made that decision if I didn't Without know exactly numbers. how people found me. So we've gotten, we've gotten awesome. deep on this, on the CRM, but, but we made yeah. a declaration <laughs> that we were going to go through the steps. I know. We did. We talked about what it. Is next? Couple what shows is says next? It's a, I mean, it's a game changer. Well, I want to say something. I want to say something first before, for those guys listening who are like, if Noah just blew your mind, he's humble and not going to say it, but he has an air table course. Uh, and what's it called Noah? Yeah, it's, it's agency x-ray and it's, it's a course on, it actually gives you my entire template I use to manage my sales process and all my client details and, and actually does all the marketing ROI calculations, all that stuff in it. So it includes the template, but it's also more importantly, the distinctions as to why I track this information. So it'll walk you through the template. It gives you the template. And there is actually a course as well on Airtable. I try not to focus too much on the tool because in theory, you could build this somewhere else. I just haven't found anything better than Airtable to build. I've been that. dying to play around with Airtable. Uh, Kylie and I were just talking about this the other day. I want to so bad and I like, I'm not letting myself because I keep uh, like, I know it'll just take, I'll get too sucked in and then I'll want to do everything in Airtable. Yeah. But then I, I messaged I Noah and now I'm like, ah, okay, I'm, I'm watching it. So anyway, I do, we'll put, I do everything. We'll put I the manage link. my LTDs, send me the, everything. Send me the link, Noah, and I'll put it in the chat if you don't oh, have yeah. the live so, chat yeah, the open. Noah, Noah and then, okay. And then, um, and then after that, it's, okay, so I'm going to type this. You guys go on to the next step. It's a proposal, right? Oh, okay. no. So we, no, no, no. Um, oh, no, no, no. No, no, no. What is it? What so is it, Noah? They come to us, right, as a contact form. 
And it's like, all right, well, I guess we got to talk. So we got to use some software for that. Obviously we're using email, oh. but I send them a link to my Calendly and I, and I, if they are a good match and, and I say, just schedule a triage call. It's a 15 minute call. And so they schedule with Calendly. So that's the software I use for scheduling. I use Calendly and I also use Book Like a Boss because I have two businesses and guess what? You can't connect the same Zoom account <laughs> two different, like if it's in Calendly, you can't have two Calendly accounts and you can't customize the things. And then in the, in Book Like a Boss, same deal. Oh, it's so frustrating. So annoying. Mm -hmm. So I've tried Calendly a few times, but it just doesn't work for me because I'm not very good at filling out my calendar in general. And so I just talk to them <laughs> and I just put it in my calendar and then I talk to them um, because a lot of our business is local. I'll actually end up meeting with people in person. So when oh, I wow. get a phone call, I will generally triage on spot. Um, rather than like setting up another 15 minute call, I'll, you know, generally on the spot kind of work out, look, is this kind of genuine or not? Um, and then set up a meeting and we'll meet at a cafe um, and then um, go from there or do a Zoom call if we need to. But I'll generally work out the time and the place over the phone. Yeah, Ooh, you just said way. the next software. I heard it. Zoom. You said Zoom. Zoom. Yeah. Um, Zoom, I, like I have been so thankful that one good thing that has come out of COVID is that people are actually okay with doing Zooms and yeah. people understand the term Zoom. No one's trying to like set you up on um, like, I don't know, some other video platform. In general, it's no big deal to say, hey, yeah. do you want to do a Zoom? They've um, been verbed. Love... They're verbs. Yep. We just Zoom now. Yeah. Do you want to Zoom? Zoom me. Yeah. Uh, so that's got to be the one good thing that's come out of COVID is that people who aren't very technical can manage to do a Zoom call, uh, yeah. which I think is great. But I would say 90% of my clients want to meet in person. And when I meet in person, I would close... 90% of them. So in general, I'll try and meet with people in person if I can. And because I never meant my business to be local, but it's become local and that's kind of worked really well for us. So 90%. Um, I'm a shut in. I haven't met with a client in person in four years. Yeah. There's something about meeting in person. And there's something I have about, two, I have I two local clients, but, but I don't. I mean, mine are all I local, but I refuse to see I don't go them. meet with them. But when I meet with people over Zoom, I don't get the same closing rate. I don't know why, but there is something about meeting in person that is significantly different. Um, so, so, Sarah, I here's a question for you then. You said you don't close as many, but do you really know? <laughs> do you really know? Is it oh, he's calling you out. And 72% here, unless you're tracking, no. right, you know, that interaction, that step that you took. I do that too, right? I'll, I'll say these are the steps I took. I wrote a proposal. I had a second call mm -hmm. um, so I can get those sort of percentages. Sorry, yes. I, I had to do that. No. I do love data. I Like anyone who watches this knows I, I'm a bit of a data geek. Mm -hmm. uh, but at the same time, I do not track that data. I think my business, uh, like I think a lot of people who are watching this are probably living more in the sole trader world of things where you're pretty little. And if you're only managing a couple of, like I'm lucky in that if I'm getting say two to four inquiries per month and I'm closing, you know, a, a fair chunk of those, then I don't really need to track that data. But I'm not yeah. saying that you shouldn't do it. And as I grow bigger, I'm certainly going to need to do that. But as a sole trader, there aren't a lot of 
leads that are coming in. And so I'm pretty good at quickly working out whether or not I should even bother meeting with them. So I probably knock people out before we get to that point. So, okay. So we've got things. Okay. So we've got leads come in. We're doing, we're Calendly. Wow. My cat is so grumpy right now, you guys. I'm sorry. Then we're going to Zoom or in person. That's not software. Then what's, then what happens next? Kind of rinse and repeat that a couple of times. And then I guess it's proposal for me. I mean, I'm trying to think, is there any other software? I mean, I have, how many subscriptions do y'all have? I actually looked it up. I have 33 subscriptions, not to develop the websites, but 33 (laughs) subscriptions for the business itself. Dang, I wish I would have looked that up. That's such a great Okay. What Stat. email software do you guys use? Because I know it's not technically a part email of it, is one that I matters. was hoping we'd bring up today because G Suite. That's that's I mean, yeah, we're G Suite too, but I don't I have two again, I have two businesses and and a personal and I want I want a unified inbox and I cannot find one that I like. I'm using Spark at the moment. Um, Me too, I, and I'm not happy about it. I am it. one of those, uh, I, like I'm enjoying it now. I, I have come and gone from Newton since it was Cloud Magic back in the day. I have been on the journey with Newton since it died twice, and I came back <laughs> to it again every time you it are got loyal. resurrected. And then recently there was half a day where I was unaware that my emails were not working. And I was like, geez, it's a quiet day. This is amazing. I'm getting so much work done. And then I got to the end of the day and a client called me and was like, hey, I'm just wondering if you saw my email. And I was like, oh my God. And I logged into Google and I was like, that's it. Like, I'm sorry, Newton. I love you to death. The reason I love Newton was mostly the- the Because um, it's beautiful. Red receipts. Like, I, I freaking love red receipts. I mean, it's beautiful, but red receipts, there is something about that. But just being able to know, okay, it got there. And secondly, they've seen it. Whether or not they've done anything, I don't care. But just knowing that it got to them and they opened it is very useful information. I don't have that with Spark, but I've decided that it's time to let go of that because, again, one app cannot do everything. And I'm choosing to let go of that particular feature. And so far, it's actually been fine. I've been with Spark now for three months and it's been fine. So that's quite unified inbox. It like puts aside newsletters really simply. I'm, I'm finding it's really useful. So, so far, Spark is my winner it's, at the moment. It's not sparking joy for me. <laughs> I was that's using... Uh, I mean, no. really? I used Airmail a long time ago. I might, oh, I'm thinking about maybe reason. going back to that one. I tried Canary okay. Mail, which is in Setup, and that didn't do it for me. So the reason Spark is working for me, and this is one. So on one of my occasions where Newton let me down and I had to leave them, I went to MacMail. But what I worked out in MacMail was that if I set up a whole bunch, of, you'd probably love this, Noah, if I set up a whole bunch of things inside Google, like automated things. So when emails came in, I taught Google, inside Google, so I would open up, it was a process, it took maybe maybe a month, that every time I got emails in the morning, I would open up Google and I taught it where to put emails. And so now that still lives on. So no matter what app you use, that functionality still lives on. And so when I went to Spark, the good thing was it already knew, okay, security emails go into this folder here. And like it just knew like all the rules of where to put all the things. And so then the only thing that goes into my inbox is 
normal emails that I actually want to see. So I think teaching Google and using that functionality inside Google of um, filter messages like these and then teaching it, okay, well, this is the place to put those emails. I think that can mean that whatever app you choose to use, it's going to be more functional. There you go. That's right. my thoughts. And yeah, e done. Email. Email is uh, a lot. So, you know, I use I use Gmail, but I on sitting on top of Gmail, I use Sanebox, which is basically what you're talking about for the filtering. It just is yep. super, super quick. And I use Gremulous because I use templated emails. Like, I don't want to write the same. It's, I'm sorry, what was that word? It's what? Gremulous. Grem, Gremlius. I don't know. Gremlius. Hold on, let me just go Google that for a second. Lord Gremulous. Gremlius. Anybody? G-R-E-M-L-I-U-S. <laughs> but it's it's interesting. It's it's uh it's a way just to do templated emails and variables, et cetera. It's kind of like a text expander has a similar kind of thing, but it sits yeah, yeah. really on top of Gmail. And as I mentioned, I have a very set sales process. So I'm sending the same like seven emails. Like, here's my video on this, and here's our sales, you know, our sales PDF, whatever thing there. Um and that just really streamlines things because I, I I really don't want to spend that much time in email. That is uh, for certain. And then there's, of course, email marketing, right? So at some point, if they don't close as a client, you got to put them on some sort of a follow-up sequence, automated follow-up sequence, right? Like someplace you can just be like, all right, they just ghosted on me. I'm just going to put them into this bucket, this, this sequence of seven emails, forget they ever existed and go off and have a family. <laughs> And so I use, uh, I use drip for that. And I have a seven email sequence that just educates and inspires them. Hopefully maybe Aww. just bores them to tears, but I can just forget about them because they ghosted on me, whatever it's Seattle. People do it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I use drip, but I, if I had to start over again, I'd use uh, convert kit. Convert kit. We use uh, active campaign. Like I mentioned, do you have Mine email marketing? Chip, but I didn't use it. <laughs> yeah. I need to get better at it. I don't use it enough. I don't use it as much as I want to. We do have we have a couple lead magnets and stuff that have our little sequences and things in there, but I want to start doing more with it for sure. Um, what other, let's see. You know, there was a bunch of things in the chat before too about, let's see, I haven't like showed all of these things in here. Uh, nobody's really chiming in about email apps, which I'm surprised about. There were a bunch of other things when it comes to the CRM and the project management that um that folks were talking about uh I mean, we're not even at project management yet though because there's no we're project. not there you're right we're not there's no there. project we're trying you're to get right. there. We're not there. Okay. how do we get, right. there do we get proposals there proposals did we do proposals we do proposals nope. it's ready it's time all Let's right hit us noah what do you use so uh, I, use, I use beautiful better. proposals beautiful better proposals beautiful I mean. proposals i meant better oh yeah <laughs> Great. It's the new version. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, better proposals, uh, but I actually don't write a proposal until I get a verbal from them. I'll, I'll give them a range. I'll say 20 to 25K or whatever. I'll say, just want to make sure before I write this up that this, yeah. this budget works for you. And yeah. I used to not do I used to like, write the proposal and just maybe it'll Wait, be their target or not. Time. Now I have to make sure they say the words, yes, that falls within a range that works for us. If I don't say it, I'm not writing yeah. the proposal. Well, Olga says, Noah, yeah. keep them on track. <laughs> all these all these creative yeah. ideas, you know, there's got to be some I know. A, bad, a bad fella I, in there to make it, you know, to be like, keep it, you know. I human get being, all you know? scattered. 
So, so I've um, used Better Proposal um, a number of times. The thing that holds me off Better Proposal is purely the cost. Like it's expensive and it's worth the money on the big projects. So basically, again, I got some AppSumo deal at some point on an, on an app called Nusi, N-U-S-I-I. Um, yeah. and it's funny because I have, so I've got Newsy, I've got this lifetime thing. And so it's just sitting there, but then I had bread a proposal. So I ended up buying one of those like 10 packs. So I have like a 10 pack just sitting there and I use it on the big ones. So if I know a client is going to be like a really decent budget, then I will pull out better proposals and kind of, you know, put all the different bits and pieces in it. But I find that Nusi does a really good job 99% of the time because it's a one-page thing. It's much simpler. It's like um, it's a different way of approaching it. I think Better Proposals looks really fancy and I think for the big clients it makes a difference and they kind of expect something really fancy. But for most people, they just want the, the information. And Nusi's pretty. I've got my template that's kind of ready to go. I have the basic information in there and then I just have to modify it for each client. And it really only takes me... I don't know, maybe 20 minutes, half an hour to modify it, make sure it's really good for that person. But I'm the same as Noah. I wouldn't do one unless I had a price range that they, they had confirmed. And I, I got something here. I, I haven't found many people that actually do this, but it has led to a huge increase in conversions for me for proposals. So my second, my any Zoom meeting I have with somebody, usually it's the second meeting that's the big one where I give the whole money talk. I record it in Zoom. And when I'm writing the proposal, I rewatch it at 2x to use their language, right? I'm using exactly the language they use to write the, yep. the proposal. And I, I swear it's made a, made a huge difference. So does anybody, either one of y'all do that? You rewatch your video I mean, as you're writing notes the proposal. I take notes in the language of like what they're looking for. But aside from that, no, I don't. I don't, well, I made Try person, this. So I can't. Noah, Otter AI. Oh. And you can sign up for their free account. You connect your Zoom, and when you record a Zoom meeting, it automatically transcribes it. And you get 600 minutes a month free. Yep, I, I'm a big AI transcriber. In then fact, you don't I, have to. Then you don't have to rewatch it. You don't have to take even at 1.5 times. No, I just like seeing myself fumbling oh. <laughs> my words. I'm always fumbling over you. my words, and I'm like, do do. You know, anyway, I, I, it is actually <laughs> uh -huh. really hard to watch my watch myself on uh, the videos, but I force myself at two x, so it goes very very quickly. Fortunately, yeah. yeah. And then you just pause it and grab their words. That is a really I great mean, the point. Tip. The point is using their language, right? So mm -hmm. often I find in client meetings, they'll tend to say the same words over and over again. Like they have this particular perspective. Like they'll often say, like, I really want it to be clean and white space and like or i want you know i want to have a slider i want to have a slider i want to have a slider and mm -hmm. so you hear this thing like again and again and again and i think then you can kind of use their language because you hear them saying the same thing again and again but i mean great idea if you're doing a zoom why not record it i think that's fabulous if you're meeting in huh? person just if you hear the highlights note them yeah. down because you won't remember it later um, right. That's I, I would use I would use a recorder in that case in the meeting oh, and yeah, just okay. send it and send it through Otter. And Stephanie, I'm going to take your challenge. You didn't challenge me, but I'm going to take it anyway. I'm going to next time. I'm just going to run it through Temi or Otter or something <laughs> like that, and just pull out those those bits. Non challenge accepted. Mm. <laughs> I like it. Boom. Uh, yeah. So yeah, okay. Joan does the same thing. Joan Margus commenting. Margal, sorry. I'm like the name yeah. butcher. She doesn't rewatch it, but she does try to use the thing. One of the things I always say is that if you can just 
clearly state the problem that a client has, they innately believe that you can solve their problem. So like, that's yeah. such a powerful thing to do, just using their words specifically. Okay, so I use, <laughs> I have, I'm on this never ending quest. It's a quest, it really is, for this perfect piece of software. And once I make all of my millions, I'm gonna go buy a software company that's close <laughs> and I'm gonna make them do it right. And then I'm gonna die happy, I and guess. And then no I one know. will pay you for it because no it one will be right it. for them. Right, exactly. Because they'll be like, it's still not right. Like it's so this still is, not the right thing to do. I know, do. so this is my pet peeve. I don't wanna have a proposal system and then an invoicing system and then a project. Like I hate that everything is all separate, particularly when it comes to the dollars and the tracking of expenses and things. So the the system that I use right now, the app that I use is called Cashboard. I might be their only customer. It's entirely possible. I've never heard anybody mention it. Nobody has ever heard of it. And it's so clunky and annoying that I have to create, I have to create my proposals and stuff with HTML because it's got like <laughs> markdown, but it doesn't really work right. And you can't like mix and match. So I build these things in HTML and it is, it is so frustrating. I can't even tell you, but I cannot find something else that I hate less. And that's what I really want is I would like to hate something less. So I've got all my stuff in there, you know, my templates and all of that. And it, it's got a thing where you can duplicate a proposal. You can add your terms, like your legal stuff into another section automatically. You can have people uh, approve it, you know, sign off on, on it digitally. You get, I get notified when they receive it. Then I can just turn it into a project right there. And this is going down the road a little bit farther, but it also will then track any expenses that go against the project. So if there's time and materials on it, or just whatever was originally quoted, and it just all moves through this same system. And then when it comes time to bill, just hit the button and the invoice is generated, send it to them, they pay online. Like, so to me, I just think that is such a no brainer. Stuff. What? Built in. Why don't you use like a lot of CRMs have that stuff built in, like Flowloo's got that built in. I don't use it because at the moment it doesn't integrate with my finance system, but it's on the, the whatever it is, the roadmap. And well, I may convert to using. I've developed, I've developed a fun little habit of buying apps on lifetime deals that <laughs> I don't, that I don't hate less. So I got agiled cause I thought that might have it. Um, which, uh, Danny's gonna Danny Green is gonna she's been using it a little bit she's gonna walk me through that one of these days uh and then um I bought Sweet Dash which also seemed awesome and then everybody hated and it was very like hard to get up and running on and I've tried I tried Dubsado quite some time ago a lot of people love Dubsado uh it did not work for my workflow and I I like bought it I paid somebody like a thousand dollars to go set it up for me and teach me how to use it. I got all the way like almost to the end and there was like a deal breaker in there. This was several years ago, but it was like, ugh, I, I was so discouraged. What else, I, I can't, like there, the list goes on and on. I just did one, um, oh, I can't even remember the other one. I, I got sucked into it and I always do it when I have a big quote to put out. And I'm like, no, I wanna do something great. <laughs> and then I go and have to like freaking learn a whole new system and I get so stressed out. And I did this in one and then the client approved it in that app. I can't, I got to remember the name of it. And then 
I moved the whole project back over and it was just a disaster because I, I couldn't use the whole thing. It's just, this is, this is my, like, this is my quest. I can't, I've got to find something that works for me. 17 I'm, hats, I'm uh, Lisa just mentioned. Yeah, I want. I used to use 17 it, hats. Um, Lisa's using 17 hats. That's, that's one I'm, I'm thinking of. Uh, I remember um, back in the day, what was it? Uh, Basecamp was like this, the cool thing, like agencies used it. And it was like, I couldn't, I, I was like, I, I hope one day I can afford to pay for $50 a month I software. I generally personally accepted the fact that, you know, it's just a whole bunch of tools that kind of work together, kind of don't work together. When they don't work together, I just copy and paste across. Like I'll do my proposal in either Newsy or Better Proposals. And then if they accept, like I've already got most of the template set up in Xero, which is my financing software. So that's where I do my invoicing. That's where all my financing gets managed. And so it's already mostly set up and I just have to copy and paste a few line items into Xero. And then it's set up and ready to go. It's not the one system. It doesn't automate. But for me, I'd prefer to have a really pretty, beautiful um, proposal than to try and find something that's actually going to work together. I think someone in the chat said. Um, Kylie Kylie said yeah. she's going to fix everything for me. She's going to use take <laughs> Noah's course. And then she's going to fix everything with Airtable. Thank you. Double shot um, said. Um, I feel like people wanting design want pretty proposals and i agree mm -hmm. like i think i think it matters what the proposal looks like and for me mm -hmm. that trumps it being able to sit all in the one system and so for me the whole way along if something does a job really really well but then it doesn't work in with the next thing for me i still want the thing to do the thing really really well and i would prefer to have 10 different applications that i'm using to achieve a really, really good result. rather This than is how you end up with 33 subscriptions. But yeah. I don't, I don't have 33 subscriptions, but no, does, at the yeah. same time, I don't want like something that does everything averagely. It's I, true. Like, I just want to find, this is I want to my... do everything really well along the way. And maybe that means I have a couple of extra steps along the way, but I think I would prefer that and for it to do it really well. But like I said, if Flowloo ends up, integrating with zero, then I may move all of my um, stuff into Flowloo because then it will be able to, you know, flow. I, I have a, I have a little sidecar. I have a sidecar to the software for, for uh, proposals. And that is I've been using QuickPage, which I also got an AppSumo. It's like the AppSumo <laughs> confet, like walk of shame. But I, um, I got QuickPage, which is a video messaging. And so you can record oh, right. yourself, you can record your screen, you can do all this stuff. They, they, for a minute there, AppSumo had like three or four of them on and I bought all of them and tried them all. And this is my favorite. <laughs> I, I, ref, I refunded the ones that didn't work. But um, so I what I do with my proposals, I prefer to present them live, or at least I used to. I almost might like this better where I, um, I will record a walkthrough of the proposal. Like I'll do a, a loom kind of a thing. And then in the little message that it sends, I can have that video. And then I just record a personal video right to them. And I say, thanks for the opportunity. Good time, good chat the other day, blah, blah, blah. Click on this right down there and you can get a walkthrough of the proposal. Here's next steps, blah, blah, whatever it is. And then just send that off. And I I landed a, um, a pretty decent, site on an RFP, which those are hard. 
Those are hard to win because you have no relationship, no anything. And I the guy, a request for proposal. So it's just like, here's the, here's what we need and yeah. give us a number basically. And so I just did, I did it in that method and I landed the bid and they're going to end up being a great ongoing customer. And they're, they've now asked me if I could help them integrate these video messages into their sales campaign because it was so impactful when I sent it. And I'm like, that's cool. Right. So I think that's really a big deal. Don't ever, ever, ever just email a proposal. You guys, you got to walk them through it explain things, make it all sound great. So, um, but anyway, that's my little, my sidecar on the proposal software. Nice. Okay, work, proposals, work, work. so now. Gotta get the money, right? You gotta send them an invoice, get that money. Show me the money. Yep. QuickBooks. I'm using Quick Zero. QuickBooks Online right here. Nice. Oh. I use Zero because um, I think it's an Australian software. I'm not sure if it's overseas. But I use Zero because um, it integrates with Australian banks. So it has all the bank feeds that go into it. So all of the stuff comes in automatically. And then the way it's set up, you can invite an accountant into your Zero account and they can just do your tax at tax time. So assuming you're like categorizing stuff as it comes in, then they can just like literally do it and you don't have to touch anything at tax time. That's the reason I use Zero. It's not cheap, but um, it saved me a ton of uh, strife, uh, grief, whatever all the bad words are. Um, so I chose to use zero, but I know heaps of people using QuickBooks and what's the other one? There's an, uh, 17 hats. I know I used right back in the beginning when I was trying to save some money. Um, but there was another one that a lot of people use that I can't remember. Maybe you guys I want to be, I want to be controversial again. Wave. Go nuts. Noah. Um, Go nuts. I'm not a fan of AppSumo. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. Kick off, kick off the podcast. Because people aren't like big enough yet. Yeah. So I really like to use software for companies that are established that can't go away. Um, so, you know, I use stuff like, like QuickBooks and better proposals that are big. And yeah, they cost money. But I mean, most of my, my average project is like $24,000 right now. Like last four project average was 24,000 for a website plus copywriting. So the, the software costs of that are so minimal compared to like yeah. the extra value they add. And Sarah, you were mentioning zero. So quick things properly and our CPA can take care of it, but it handles payroll and taxes and all that good stuff. And I don't mind that they're separate. Like Sarah, I'm, I'm like you, I don't mind these separate pieces of information because I have my CRM. That's the central hub where all my real important information goes in. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm circling it, circling it back here. Um, you know, CRM, it has everything really, really tight. So I just, you know, oh. sure there's, a, there's a name and an email. Olga there. dropping some more heat. It was. Better proposals yeah, was on AppSumo. See, now I'm upset because I missed it. Now the thing is, <laughs> I, I know, thought, and Olga got it. Olga was one of the, she told she me about it. And she's it. like, oh yeah, I got it on this lifetime thing. Oh, and then I was God. like, oh my gosh, I missed better proposals. <laughs> I'm spending 190 a year, 190 a year for yeah. uh, for better proposals. And I do buy things on AppSumo. I, I bought plenty of things on AppSumo. Um, I use Loom for video. Uh, yeah, uh, as well, like Loom is really, really great. Um, but most of my stuff is is not um, is not. Uh, Loom wasn't uh, an AppSumo thing. No, was it wasn't. It? I mean, it might have no. been. Hi no, hi the way you said it, Hippo Video was. 
But people uh, got grandfathered in. So if you were in Loom before, <laughs> basically before COVID hit, um, then when they ended up changing all of their pricing structure, you got grandfathered into a cheaper price for Loom. They're still not I'm, outrageous. No, no, no. But and, and I, I love I what they still did. Still do it free. But I have so yeah, you, many videos. So I use Loom yeah. for all of my training for my clients, and so I have hundreds and hundreds of Loom videos. So I'm happy to pay for that one. And again, I'm like Noah in a lot of ways, I'm happy to spend money to make money. Like if Mm -hmm. something is a really good quality product, we always say this about plugins, like you're far better to pay for a really good quality plugin that isn't going to go somewhere. And you always are risky if you go to Code Canyon and you pick a plugin because there's always the chance they will not be around and they won't service it. But paying for a plugin and if there is an annual expense as much as it sucks, the good thing is that they are saying we are going to be here in the future. Um, So I think sometimes some of these things are worth the money that you spend on them. Not always, but I think, you know, these things are worth spending money on if they're going to be good quality. Um, And I'm more than happy to give Loom my money because they You know what else I liked about Loom is amazing. They, they have such a great tool, but also when everything with COVID hit, they made it f- available free to like educators and other people that were struggling. And I was like, that was a classy move. I mean, it was still a marketing move, but like, yeah. it was a classy Zoom move. I like thing. It. That's why Zoom is a, uh, a verb now because yeah. Zoom they gave it free and therefore they are now the dominant. Like they were smart. They were real smart. And I yeah. think Loom was similar. We are... I cannot believe we're already getting to the top of the hour. Um, If you guys don't mind, if you're whatever app you're listening on, if you're watching, if you would give us a little thumbs up, that would mean so much. And, uh, you know, all the other, push all the buttons, except the down thumb, like the subscribe and the notifications and all the push all the things. And uh, that'd be great. Um, Also, just quickly, in addition to Loom, we've got a cloud app. That's a big one that a lot of people used. And uh, I also have Screencast-O-Matic. My only thing with Loom is that sometimes the camera gets like freaked out and like won't work with Chrome or things like that. So anyway, okay, on to what else? What's next? We've got project management. Uh, project management. Oh my gosh. For the, lightning round. For the lightning round. For the lightning round, what's your ridiculous. project management? By the way, I, I have a confession. I do have 49 LTDs. 15 of which are in use by my business. And I store all that information in Airtable because I'm in a nerd Airtable. like that. You are. So like you have how many? 49. Lifetime deal. 49 lifetime deals. And I'm using, um, oh, yeah, 15 of them. Like Happy Scribe. That's that's an automatic uh, transcriber. I use that for my YouTube videos. Two hours a month. Oh. It's just it's on AppSumo right now. Uh, phrase. It's good. Oh, it's great. I bought phrase. Uh, we got to talk about some of these because I bought phrase and I cannot figure out how to use it. Yeah, I'm using more conversion.ai for that now. Um, mm-hmm. for that stuff. Uh, I use ClickUp for project management. I am a huge ClickUp fan. I am a power user of ClickUp. I've been using it for two years. We use Gantt charts and a bunch of like crazy stuff. ClickUp can be overkill. We went from uh-huh. Trello to ClickUp two years ago, but uh, it's fantastic. It's cheap. Uh, it can be super cool overkill again, but I, I am a big fan. I, um, I, we use ClickUp as well. My partner, Tom, is amazing with getting that all set up, and he's very organized. I am like the problem child. Like, I am terrible. I, I just, I'm not good with any project management system. So I'm actually in the process 
of hiring an assistant that's going to do my ClickUp for me. <laughs> like, that's what I'm going to do. Like, that's what I need a VA for is to say, like, these are the things. Do these today and nothing else until you're done. So, um, yeah, that's it's it's really hard for me. Like, if like this is my current this is not software, but this is my uh, my current like project management setup right now. This is what I got going on. This is a giant legal pad. The big yellow ones are my favorite because you know what? The screen never goes off. So it's always right in front of me and the battery doesn't die and I can use any pen. I don't have to use my special expensive one with my iPad. So, you know, that's, I do that a lot, but you have to have them in a system. Like it has to be in a system and I'm trying to get better at it. I would but, love to say something about that. Please. I want to talk about the hierarchy of importance when it comes to tools and systems and processes and you. Ooh. Yeah, I know. I'm going to use the, uh, talk. the baritone voice here. Uh, okay, so we're talking about tools. We all love tools. We all use love using them, but they're actually, in my opinion, the least important factor in your success. Like we're using tools to create systems. Those systems are just a reflection of what our processes are. And our processes are nothing more than a reflection of who we are and the knowledge we have. So it's really the hierarchy of, of you as an individual, me as an individual are the most important thing in this whole equation because we define our processes within a system using a tool. If we focus on the tool and we don't actually focus on what our processes are and the system that we're going to create using this tool, like we've lost the plot. Like if we're going to spend money on anything, spend money on ourselves, spend money on defining, you know, of knowing what actually works and then getting, I've had so much training with like WP Elevation and Nick Gulick's my business coach. And like, I am a big proponent of spending money on the self to learn how to do whatever it is you're going to do, then put it into a process that's in a system that's created by some dummy tool. I don't even care what it's called as long as it works for you. We're the best. We're the most important tool. I, I did I'm not just call tool. you a tool. <laughs> Definitely, I'm, I'm a tool and I don't mind it. I don't mind it. You can call me a tool anytime. I think um, You're in huge terms of tool. project yeah. management, again, you're never going to find something that does everything. Um, and I've tried a bunch of them. And again, I think it depends how big your business is. Like, I think if you've got lots of people working on something, then you're going to need something where you can track where something is up to. You're going to need like all the little steps in there that you can kind of tick off as you go. But I think it, when you're a little bit smaller, you can afford to have those to-do lists in bigger chunks. And that then opens up a world of you can do it in a bunch of different ways if you want to. It doesn't really matter like what tool mm -hmm. you use. I've tried all sorts of things. I've tried ClickUp. I've tried Asana. They are a bit overkill for me. Um, they're also... Uh, they just don't work the way my brain works, which is fine. I've tried just plain to-do lists. I've tried paper. Um, I've tried Flowloo where I tried to put all of the project stuff in there and it just overwhelmed what Flowloo was trying to do for me, which was customer relations stuff. I just yeah. want to have my CRM in my CRM. I want my to-do list separate to that. I want to have it completely separate because then I'm able to see actually the two different things really distinctly. So yeah. at the moment I'm using combination of bear. So just putting all of my thoughts down, the things that I have to get done. It's like the digital version of Steph's legal pad, just making sure that it is somewhere that I can visually see at any point in time. Um, and then there's a bunch of other 
really basic to-do list stuff that I really like using. And then I use Flowloo to kind of have the big projects. So I have actually what the big projects are, the big stages and where we're up to in those big stages. And then that way I can kind of track where things are up to. At the moment, that's working for me. And it's not a really big in-depth system, but there's only me and two um, freelancers working with me. And we use, oh, we haven't talked about it. We use Slack to kind of chat. We have channels for every um, project that we're working on. And what I've ended up doing is having a project um so I have like a channel with each of them for the project. So I've got my designer and then I've got a developer. And so I have like my developer channel for that specific one and then my designer channel for that specific one. And basically what I do is I, we, we put everything in there. So like if they send me stuff to send to the client, I will write in there sent when I've sent it. And that way we all have a track record of where that project is up to. And that just works the best way for us because then I don't have to have some big long to-do list thing that I'm like making them try and use because all of a sudden you're working with three different people's brains um, rather than just the way my brain works. So for me, I've simplified it down, but you couldn't do that if you had 10 people. So I mean, the only system that works is the one that you use, like, like kudos, seriously, whatever you have to use the system or it's just a total waste of time. So Totally, whatever works, 100%. 100%. What else have we not talked about? I cannot believe that Slack just came up just now. I know, right? I am in Slack all day. Yeah. I love me some Slack. You don't like Slack, Noah? You got, no, I love Your face got a little scrunchy. Well, I have gas. I I just, I was looking at, (laughs) I was looking at uh, like where it fits into the, to the, to the flow of what we're talking about. Now I use Slack wow. all the time for my team, but we don't, I guess we use it since they're all doing the work. I like check in. There's not really much project stuff going on. Cause I basically have one person at a time on a project um, that kind of do it all um, a bunch of unicorns. Um, I nice. love Slack uh, password management. I use one password. I moved from LastPass to one password. So glad I made that move. We yeah, use that you find it a lot company. better. Can you use like Teams and stuff? Because we were trying to set it up to be able oh, to yeah. do Teams and things, and we've been having some issues with LastPass. Although I'm a huge LastPass fan, I, I've see. I used it. For, I've used it for four years on the enterprise level with four users in it. Um, uh, one password is is a third of the price. It actually works in incognito mode. It actually works on all websites. It works on your phone. Like a lot of times, LastPass will just wasn't actually activate. I to go find it, and uh, and the export is super easy. I mean, I'm not a one password representative, but my no, no, that's what that's migration what this is all about. Great, yeah, right. It was it was really a great migration for me. And plus, LastPass did that whole like we're now going to charge you for the free version BS about three months ago. That had a huge blowback. Okay. So anyway, I was already done with them, but it's kind of nail in the coffin for me. Yeah. So we use Slack. Um, I I have actually had some client interaction in Slack, uh, only in certain circumstances. I've had it work well. Like I have a, one ongoing client that I, like I personally email is my kryptonite. So it's much better for me to, I'd rather have communication there because otherwise they're just texting me and saying like, can you please check your email? Yeah. <laughs> so I might, I'd rather just keep it into like a different business software and I can search it and all that stuff. You know, it's nice, but we also have it really rigged up to use Slack for focus WP. Cause we've got, uh, automation. So when someone submits a ticket, it automatically creates a task in ClickUp and it dumps it into our 
job board in click in um Slack, and then the devs can claim it. We have like we just use emojis, the re responses and things, and then they get assigned the tasks and. You know, so it's really, I mean, Tom did a fabulous job getting it all, all the things connected. And so we use Slack like fundamentally, yeah. but we don't even pay for it. Like we just use the free version still, which I kind of feel guilty about because I use it so much. Do you use Giphy within Slack? Yeah. Although yeah. it's pronounced Jiffy, but. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. Tough. I, I pull out the app too much, comment. Rough. <laughs> I mean, I thought Sarah talked funny, you know? Now you come here saying Giphy, come on. Uh, so if anyone hasn't used Slack too much, uh, the one key to using it for free is just make all the channels private. Um, so the yeah. way that I've worked out yeah. to work it, because I have my two people in there as well, I don't want them, like I like having the private channels with each of them. And so I just made everything private and then I just share with the person that's relevant to share with. That's the way to kind of keep it free. Yeah. At some point, I will need to probably upgrade, and I will happily do it because I love Slack. But Slack, it is Slack, Slack so integrations great. are awesome. I mean, if somebody submits my contact form my website, I just put it to a Slack channel called Leads. I mean, I don't want to check my email, right? Um, the integrations with Slack is super easy. I just use. Zapier. Why don't I? I need to do that too. Yeah, it's a quick, yes. a quick Zapier, or is it Zapier? I, uh, Zapier makes you happier. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just a quick integration with uh, Gravity it's, Forms where it's it just spelled Zapier, which is up, uptime monitoring. So, like when my websites go down, then it comes into my Slack, and yeah. I've got that one so that it'll like actually ping me, and it just keeps pinging until I go and deal with it. Um, so that's a Zapier. Really Zapier is a really good tool to mention in this list too. It's not uh, because mm. that's the. That's the, the bonus one, right? Like that's the key to getting these all, all these different systems to talk to each other. Since no one will make what I want that all works and does everything <laughs> well. That's the whole point, beautiful. right? Like yeah. someone decided, well, if I can't get one thing to do the thing I want, then I'm going to find a way to integrate. So I think, you know, that's the whole point of Zapier. And there's another one like Zapier, but I can't remember. What Integromat. It is. If, if, if this, then that. If this then that, like, if this then that got got big into the smart home thing, like way back, and then they just have never really like kept it up as much. Like, they're still like a junior version, I think. Integromat is the one that is. I don't know if it was on AppSumo or what, but a lot of people on AppSumo use it because they're always like blasting the developers of different things, saying like, "Can you use that?" They're so brutal on those things, aren't they? Just like, can you guys just be nice? Horrible. They are horrible. You guys, we've run over. We had so many apps to talk about. This was this was fun. Noah, thanks for coming. Well, thanks for inviting me. I had nothing to do. I was bored. I just handle sales and I just closed two sales in the last six Boom. days. Boom. Congrats. $50,000, two sales in the last six days. And I had, I, had, I had a dry spell for 10 weeks. So I mean, I can party this weekend. I mean, it's congrats, be, pal. That's awesome. Be, I feel like you're out of our league. You're like oh, next league. Well, How I'll tell you what. Four, working with you? Speak for yourself, Sarah. Come on. I don't four know. years ago, my average <laughs> website price was three thousand dollars. Four years ago, that was my average price. Yeah. And my last yeah. four, my average was twenty-four thousand. Was my average of the last four sales, and those all happened this year. Hey, who wants Noah to come back on and talk about that? 
<laughs> Everybody. <laughs> All right, guys, go uh, go check out noahbritton.com. Oh, he switched it on his name there. Go check yeah, out his airtable I got, I got a, little shift, a little shifty on you. Yeah, because I, you know, yeah. I run the agency, and, and noahbritton.com is just a, an experiment for basically teaching people the, the things I've solved for my own agency. Because uh, there's a lot of pain. I think that's... Um, Oh, I got distracted by something in the somebody uh, double shot sent me a message on YouTube and it got flagged. Like she's, <laughs> what are you trying to say, Casey? Whoa. So anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think you know what I really love too about your the the little course thing that you have, Noah, is that you didn't. This isn't like oh, I have a way to hustle money out of other developers. It's like you made the system and then so many people ask you about it. You're like. Oh, I guess I should probably put the polish this up and put it together so people can actually. Yeah, I, I actually, I was. I think when it was in February, I I was in Hawaii and I was I was just showing. Uh, I think it was uh, Troy Dean's um, group. I was showing them, and they're like, "Dude, why don't you just like like teach people how to do this?" You know, and I'm like, "Wow, okay, <laughs> sure it is." I just I took a challenge, just like Stephanie. What's the challenge I'm going to do with you? I'm going to use the AI thing. It was That's the right. non-challenge. Oh yeah, Otter AI. Yeah. Just automatic yeah. transfer. So I took a challenge, you know, but they actually, they, they made a challenge. And so I did it. So why not? Something different to do. And, uh, and I love it. It's fun. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for coming, Sarah. I hope you have a great day. Good, good morning to Australia. Have a great day. Good night to the rest of the world <laughs> and everybody. And uh, Noah, go have some lunch, I guess. I don't know. It's the middle yeah, of the day, I'm right? just, I, I got nothing to do now. I'm going to go walk. I'm going to go walk in the crappy, <laughs> crappy Seattle weather. Oh, sounds lovely. All right, you guys, please, uh, if you have a moment, leave us a review. And as always, we're open for your suggestions for topics for upcoming episodes. We will see you all next week.